Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It is the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Adtula, Mike Bassick broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. We got a great crowd out here, man. So many yes. fun folks. Just met Declan. Uh, Declan yeah. just got started on sled hockey. And so I'm super excited. Okay. To see, yeah, I'm super excited to see where Declan Well, goes. I would like to just shout out uh, Deandra, I believe, or Deanna, who I just called out. You could have won a mini helmet. Oh, no. But you left. But what does that make her? Thank you for toloing. That made her a loser ah. of the mini helmet. Oh, okay. Not in life. Oh, okay, sure. But of the mini helmet. <laughs> Who ultimately won the mini? Is that the mini helmet here that we got? Blue shirt guy. Blue shirt, I forgot his blue name. shirt guy. That's a great Matt name. I'm almost glad your mom won. Made I you remember that. Matt fantastic. almost won. Robert, maybe. Okay. I'm trying to. Very good. I think we got a here we go out there from the man. We got a fun. Well, here, here we go again on Saturday night. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, when the crowd's not as loud. Yes. When you can't hear here we go on the TV, it seems to give the Cowboys offense problems. Oh, no. Have you noticed that? On yeah. the road, crowd's making noise. Right. The mic doesn't pick up here we go because the crowd's loud. Sure. And the Cowboys have not been as good when they can't hear that cadence as well. That's one that's been one of the working theories on why the home road splits have been kind of what they were, is just like the inability to communicate and be all on the same page, the possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, KC Masterpiece, we are going we're doing some Cowboys win because Cowboys Cowboys lose because 877-881-1053. That's the number for the truckwreck.com text line. Before we get there, I'm going to do some belated forgiving this Friday. And I guess I have to own this because on the text line from the 682, they said, Reggie, you and KG made fun of my Lions drafting Jameer Gibbs at 12. It was on Memorial Day. Um, hope he drops 150 on your bad take. And you know oh. what? I, ha- I do have to own that. I was, we okay. were, I was out. Uh, we were dur- doing the draft party. And when the Lions, the way that they went about their draft, they, they used uh, really premium draft capital on some players that you typically don't use, a running back and a linebacker. And so, no, we made fun of that. However, the Lions have done a great job building this team in a way that's a little unorthodox, but works for them, right? They've, they've built this team, they put it together, and they're getting guys to play as well as they possibly can. And so it's, go, it's going to take a real doing for your Cowboys team to get a win in this game. It's not going to be a, a, a cakewalk. I haven't looked at Gibbs's stats, but I haven't felt like he's had huge games. I'm not saying he hasn't been a valuable piece to the Lions, but are Lion fans happy with that pick? Have they been overwhelmed by taking a running back as high as he is? I'm looking. He's averaging 5.7 yards a carry. That is phenomenal, outstanding, 872 yards. So he should, with two games left, get to 1,000. Yeah. That's not a huge number, getting to 1,000. Obviously, he's not getting the ball a lot because if you're averaging 5.7, you would think you're probably at 1,600 to 1,800 yards at this point. So I was just wondering, not that we have probably tons of Lions fans listening, are they like, that was the right pick, that was the pick that has really helped us, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say 
that's the pick that helped you get to 11 and four so far. Yeah. But I just wonder if they look at it and go, I still like it, but I thought he would, I guess I assume, get the ball more. Yeah, that's the thing is like it, the value proposition of it, it probably still isn't necessarily adding up that way, but. I think at that point, you start asking the question, how much does the value proposition matter? Sometimes, yeah. and this is one of the, your things when it comes to like analytics, is sometimes we're doing the thing of this is the most efficient, but sometimes the super most efficient uh, way of going about this isn't the way you need to do this. Sometimes you don't have to be maximum yeah. efficient to still get results, and it well, feels like that's what the lines are doing. And I will say this, I am not against With drafting. Building, that is. And I'm not against drafting a running back in the first round. Honestly, the Cowboys might have to do that in this draft. Yeah. If, they decide to let Tony Pollard walk. I'm not crazy about just going with what the Cowboys have next year. I don't mind taking a running back in the first round. I don't think it's a bad decision. The bad decision is giving him an extension of a contract. Mm. So for Gibbs, Gibbs has five years under control because you drafted him in the first round. You can franchise tag him two times and not really be that hurt by it. The so second you, time, we'll, we'll, it'll start to look for a little sure. crazy. With for that. sure. Yeah. But, but you really have six years of a valuable player. You just never want to go past six years. And you can do a seventh, to your point. Sure. It does cost you a lot more to go to a seventh year. But So I, I understand uh, this person's point. I understand people that say never draft a running back in the first round. But I would say, no, you can draft them in the first round. Just never give them a contract extension. They also got Sam Laporte in the second round, and someone said if you just flip that in your mind and make it so that Laporte is the first round okay. pick, it makes you, it may make you feel better. But, okay, so those, those are all guys that you're going to have to contend with in this game. So, Mike, I'm, I will ask you, Cowboys win because Cowboys yeah. lose because. What are you thinking okay. on how this game goes? I will say once again, I am picking the Cowboys to win and cover the spread 30-24. to 24. <laughs> Uh I think the Cowboys win because Dak Prescott and this offense are unstoppable at home. And at, I almost wanted to pick them to score 37. So I was deciding oh, wow. between 30 and 37 is that because then all of a sudden 37 does sound like a ton of points. 30 for this team at home just sounds like kind of what they average almost uh, at home. So my Cowboys win because – Dak Prescott goes back to playing MVP form. He's been the best quarterback in the NFL by far in home games. Like, nobody can yeah, compete right. with their eight or nine home games that they get to play versus Dak Prescott. He has been phenomenal at home. That game, his last home game against Seattle and Philadelphia, outstanding. The best quarterback in football. And yeah. I'm not saying he is the best quarterback in football. I'm just saying at home he has been outstanding so i expect him to have a great game and for the cowboys to put up 30 or more points so that's why the cowboys win cowboys lose because i've talked about it this whole week with you reggie yep dan campbell and the detroit lions Bite some bully right. the cowboys uh, in yeah. the first quarter we have seen arizona buffalo and san francisco those three losses are because teams said here we are. We don't even mind taking a 15-yard penalty to start the game off of Dak Prescott. That's what Buffalo did, right? They tried to take his head off. They actually missed. But they were like, no, we're establishing we want to kill you. We're going to kill your defensive line. We're going to kill your quarterback. Not and if we take no. penalties doing it, we will do it. And that threatens the Cowboys. They don't like it. They want a track meet. The Cowboys win because they make it a track meet game. 
the Cowboys lose because it becomes dirty and ugly and physical, and the Cowboys like quitting midway through the third quarter in those games. Yeah, I mean, to that to that end from the 4-6-9, Cowboys win because they don't go away from throwing C.D. Lamb for two quarters. They lose because Detroit rushes for over 200 yards. Yeah, that, I, I feel like yeah. that's the essence of it. I, I don't know how many games this season have been made can be made that simple, yeah. but it does feel like that. My Cowboys win because is this team offensively scores early, and scores often, right? The game script of the way that this thing goes, if you can play from ahead, you allow this offense to go out, play easy, play free, and I think it also allows the defense to be put in the situation where they're best. Okay. It allows the defense, because we talked about it, right? Track meet type game. You force the other team to have to throw the football. Also, of the guys on that defense or on that offense for the Lions that you, that you want to have the ball more, it's Jared Goff, but in a very particular situation. Jared Goff throwing the football in, in downs where you know he's throwing the football because that allows Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Osa Digazua to pin their ears back and go after them. And we know in those situations, this team is really, really good. That's the strength of the defense. Right. And so if you allow them, it's basically whose strengths are you playing to? Are you playing to the Lions' strengths yeah. of being able to run the football because they have time and they have a lead or they are comfortable with the way that the game is situated that they could just incrementally work their way down the field? To your point, that's why these non-holding calls, especially, let's say, against Micah Parsons, yeah. hurt because if you get that team in first and 20 or second, let's say it's second and five, but then you get a holding call, and now it's second and 15. Right. That's where the Cowboys' defense creates turnovers, creates havoc, gets off the field. When they get five yards on first down, and I do think that'll be Dan Campbell's goal, is can we get five yards on first down? If we get more, great, but if we get five yards on first down, this Cowboys defense becomes really easy to get the extra five yards against because they can't rush the quarterback as much because they are worried right. about the run. And so it gives Jared Goff a little bit more time. It gives guys like Brown or, or uh, Williamson or, or no, Williams, Jameson Williams, yes. Williams to, uh, to, uh, to do their thing. There's so. a son in there somewhere. I know. It's in there. Jameson, James, Jameson Williams. There you I'm go. saying it right, right? Pretty much. One more time for me. Jameson Williams. Pretty much. Uh, what do we give? What do we give Mike? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Did he get that one? No? Uh, kind of in the middle? All yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Names, you know? Names, they get you. They do. Uh, did you have, did you, you had a Cowboys? Yeah, they win, they win because they're, they score early, they score often, and okay. they lose because they're not able to, you know, curtail the Lions run. Okay. Are we worried at all? I mean, I mentioned it to Jerry. Marcus Spears has mentioned it. I... Is Aiden Hutchinson, is he able to, and not by himself, is he able to almost affect this game by himself that causes the Cowboys not to be able to move the ball? I think he can make it tough, absolutely. I mean, one of the things is we've seen if Dak is feeling uncomfortable, and he's done a good job of navigating pressure, but if you do too much, if it's too much pressure, you're not allowing these routes to develop. Yeah, no, this, this offense needs to have the protection of Dak. Now, it, it would be worse if he's getting heated up from uh, the middle. But, I mean, still, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson is a very good, very good pass rusher. And so, yeah, no, absolutely, he's the type of player that can make this tough. Um, especially because we talked about it. Um, Rico Dowdle is out. Ankle injury, did not practice Wednesday, did not practice yesterday. Pretty sure he's not going to practice today. Or actually, today is like a light walkthrough before they get on the plane. <clears throat> or, sorry, not they get on the right. plane, but you get what I mean. Right? Isn't it um, weird how things change? Because I was thinking, do you remember Thanksgiving – after uh, the first game, Detroit and Green Bay, and you're like, oh, Detroit's actually not going to be a hard game that I thought it was going to be. And here we are from Thanksgiving to now 
New Year's Eve going, oh, man, they're good at football again. Do you remember that feeling <clears throat> of yeah. how bad they were right around Thanksgiving? And I thought, they're going to drop off here. And Before that before that break, right? Yeah. Yep, because they, they lose at home to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. They do beat New Orleans. They don't look great doing it, but they do do it. And then they go to Chicago and get blown out. But their last two games, they blew out Denver. Uh, they beat Minnesota at Minnesota. That was a good game. And so I still think the Cowboys are going to win. Have you picked a score yet? I, I, funny enough, the score that I'm thinking is 30 to 23. And someone, okay. someone brought this up, 682. Reggie, check the stats. Lions have the number two offensive line and can pass block. Absolutely. But I think their passing is situated in, obviously, if you can protect Jared Goff, which they can, but they also like play action a good amount. And I think if you put them in situations where you can force them or make yep. that limited, and then also you give this defensive line for the Cowboys more and more opportunities, they're going to be successful. They're going to have more opportunities to be successful, and I think that it, they, more often than not they will be in passing situations. In a way, you want this to be the Seattle Seahawks game. That was a tough game, and that was a game that looked like you definitely could lose in the fourth quarter, but it was 41-35, to 35, and there was a lot of good passing from yeah. Seattle. But that's a track meet game. It's like the Cowboys feel into those games. They feel energized by those games. They feel demoralized. When the score is, if the score is something like 17 to 13 going into the fourth quarter and the Cowboys are losing, that's not a bad game. You have a chance to win. But the Cowboys get demoralized by the physicality of teams. If the score is Detroit 30, Dallas 24. That's not a good score for the Cowboys, as in you're losing by six going in the fourth quarter. But the Cowboys are energized by those games because the game's moving at a pace that they all love. The defense yeah. loves that pace. Obviously, the offense loves that pace. So that's why I look at games, uh, and sometimes you can get demoralized when you think they shouldn't be demoralized right now. And I know I'll go back to baseball. That's why I felt like the Rangers were going to win the World Series after five innings of game five. It was demoralizing to Arizona to have 74 runners on base and not have a run scored. Yeah. The Rangers were doing absolutely nothing in that game, but they were energized by getting out of all of these situations, and the score was still 0-0. Zero to zero. And you would say, well, don't, doesn't Arizona feel better? All their guys are having successful at-bats, except to score runs. None of the Rangers were having successful at-bats. It was almost a perfect game up to that point, but yet – the attitude of not scoring all those opportunities and the attitude right. of, well, when we get our opportunity, we're going to take advantage right, of right, it. Right, 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 right. Um, and one more before we go from the 682. Cowboys win because Jimmy gets inducted to the Ring of Honor. Okay. Cowboys lose because losing work for the Rangers at the end of their season. You see what we're doing here? True. We're, we're just keeping True. a positive spin all the way through. It's the KNC Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. You don't know how close I was to saying to get right. Uh, KNC Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we get to go into the lunch rush as part of the Expressway, where it's the last time we're broadcasting as the KNC Masterpiece this year. What was your favorite sports moment of the year? Favorite sports moments? We can talk about more than one, and we'll do all of that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And we're back to the KNC Masterpiece here on 105.3 The Fan. This segment is brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical regeneration treatment, and Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over, and the celebration has begun. It's the KNC Masterpiece here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatula, alongside Mike Bassett. Almost crying over here. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it was a great feeling uh, as that was the final call of your Texas Rangers winning the World Series championship. And, of course, this, you could hear that live right here on your home of the Texas Rangers, 105.3. The fan, uh, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Uh, such a great crowd. I feel bad because it's like so many people have come. I'm, I need to start writing people's names down to give him shout-outs, just talk to Drew, who also brought up a great point about the Lions, right? They just clinched uh, their first time going to the, uh, to the playoffs in quite a while, and he was asking, is that, is that something that we think can make them complacent, the Lions? Um, the fact that they've already clinched up their, their The reason I don't division. think so is they know if they win out that they have a chance to be the one or two seed. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't think so. The other thing, too, is... This is the tough thing about being the Dallas Cowboys. No matter how crappy the Cowboys are, and they are good this year, this is it. This is Detroit's national stage. They're the early th – the only other stage they get is early Thanksgiving. And, you know, for us, that's 11.30, you know, kickoff here. Right. Is this is the only other time. And for most teams, this is why, you know, I can speak about baseball. When you play the Yankees, you know you're on a national stage. It's a weird thing that no matter what, we're all human. They all mean the same. Playing Whether you're playing the Cowboys or playing the Houston Texans, nothing against Houston Texans, but nobody cares about watching that, is when you do get to play the premium franchise, yeah. 
and this is a Saturday night game, I would be shocked if a team came out flat in this situation. It doesn't mean the Cowboys can't beat them by 10-plus points, but I would be shocked if Detroit, in this situation, on a national stage, which they never get, sure. uh, would come out and be like, yeah, we already won the division. Plus, I mean, Dan Campbell, his whole thing is culture building, and that culture is yeah. you come out, you fight all the damn time. And so I, I lean that way, but you never know, right? Sometimes we, we say things like that, and you ultimately come out and you see uh, a team come out flat or what have you. Um, but, yeah, th those are those are some of the things that we're looking forward to when it comes to Saturday. But right now, you heard the highlight, uh, Eric Nadell, the Hall of Famer himself, calling the final call of the World Series championship. Uh, and I, I have a strong feeling that that's Mike's answer to what was your favorite or what were some of oh. your favorite sports moments of 2023. Is this the last time that the KNC Masterpiece will be on in 2023? Yeah. That is it. For sure. Like, I can't imagine anybody who is a fan of DFW sports. Obviously, there's plenty of people listening right now that don't care at all about the Rangers and pretty much only care about the Dallas Cowboys. I totally get that. But if you care about Stars, Mavs, Rangers, Cowboys, that's the highlight. The last time we celebrated was 12 years ago. And the last time we celebrated was 12 years ago with the Dallas Stars. This isn't a thing that we get to do in Dallas. We have tremendous franchises, but they don't win a lot. They don't win the championships. And so that has to be it. But if I had to pick another one, Reggie, okay. the night where it was raining outside for game one of the World Series, but we're indoors, so we didn't have to worry about rain delays, when Corey Seager hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to tie the game, I I've never screamed that long in joy in my life. I, I Evan Carter had two strikes on him, and that's when I stopped screaming. <laughs> that's, that's when I, I was like, oh, no, Evan Carter already has two strikes on him because I couldn't stop screaming at that moment. So, for me, I don't know if we have that call or not. Rodrigo, let's make Mike's day. If we have Corey Seager, let's do it. Cut 17. And... Come on, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Seawald in his fifth big league season now faces Seager. And the pitch to Corey. Swung on and a high drive. Deep right field. This one is way back. This one is history. The game is tied 5-5. Globe right field is on its feet for Corey Seager. A two-run homer in Seawald as his first blown save of the postseason. The first run scored off him. And it's a new game in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, my God. It still feels good, doesn't yeah. it? Especially because yeah, you know what it ultimately led to. In fact, yeah, if you have MLB Network, I feel like they've been doing recently because it's the end of the year stuff, right? They're reviewing the end of the year stuff. Is They're starting to replay big-time playoff yeah. games. Well, here's the great news. The Rangers were in the majority of the big-time playoff games, and they're reviewing the World Series. So I would say if you're hearing these moments and it's giving you kind of that feeling again and you want to have that feeling again while you're on kind of your holiday break and the new year, if you flip over to MLB Network, they might be replaying some of these games and some of these moments. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of Rangers World Series. Funny enough, one of the ones that came to mind for me from the 2023 season is baseball, but it's not Rangers baseball. It's not even MLB baseball per se. You remember in the uh, World Baseball Classic 
when we got Shohei Otani oh, yeah. facing off against Mike Trout. Yeah, that was a big game. Oh, my goodness. And, and like, it played out to perfection. I mean, both. Except, I guess, the United States lost. But yeah. it played out to perfection of those two guys facing each other to end the game. As someone who likes baseball but doesn't love baseball in the way that you do, like, I recognize right. that. I sit next to you, and I'm like, oh, I don't love baseball yeah. in the way that Mike does. That moment felt incredible. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. And when you have a world stage like that, and obviously baseball, nobody cares about anything world stage baseball like when it comes to olympics or whatever this is their world stage it rarely plays out that that it's never played out where that was the situation and it played out in that moment and i remember i think in a way reggie and i think you agree with this don't you feel like baseball had some great ratings this year and there was a lot of reasons why but it got kicked off in the perfect way yeah. as in mid-march you get the World Baseball Classic Championship of Japan versus the United States, and then you get the greatest United States player of the last decade versus the best player in baseball today facing off against each other. I mean, it was it was a great start. Like, I remember, and obviously Twitter isn't the world, right? It's not everything. It's a small subsection. But I think for me, at least, it gives me a little bit of insight. And I felt like I was looking at a whole bunch of people that were general sports fans but maybe not baseball fans per yeah. se that were like, oh, wait, I need to tune to this because this is this is a moment, right? Yeah. This is an inflection point. And I feel like those are the types of things in sports that are really fun to see. Um, I know that ultimately this didn't, didn't end up going all the greatest, but, I mean, it was technically this year, was it not, where TCU got yeah. a big win against Michigan. Yeah. Sorry, Derek. Uh, I know, hey, look, you're I, It had to be game. New Year's Day, right? Because if it was New Year's Eve, that would stink because I guess that would be 22. Because obviously the games this year are on New Year's Day. Yes, they are. So I'm assuming last year was on New Year's Day because it can't be the Georgia TCU game. No. <laughs> no. At the end of the first quarter, you were like, um, all right. Well, but that, that felt like that was years in the making of TCU being yeah. respected on a national stage. Yeah, right? so like, look how they backed it up. All right. Why would you do that? I was trying to be positive. Here. And we're in TCU country right now. Now you're going to get it, jumped. You're not it was it awesome. It is awesome. The last two years you had TCU make it to the national championship game, and now this year you have Texas. I'm not a hater of any Texas college when they are trying to win a national championship or getting close. I will root for you name the school in Texas, whether it's Houston in basketball, whether it's Texas or A&M or TCU or SMU, I am rooting for those uh, schools to have success on these stages. And that was a really, that was a, did that game get like 50 to 47 or something? Like it was a high scoring game, right? So it was a very, from a standpoint of, man, every time something happens, somebody's in the end zone scoring, it felt like. So yeah, that ended up. That's that's 50, a that's a great forty-five was the final. It was really 50, fun. Yeah, that's, that that is a, a great one to start off the new year. And hopefully, I'm sure there's plenty of UT haters. I totally get it, right? But I'm hoping that this new year starts off with a great uh, UT win over Washington to get to the national championship. Oh, it was, you, new, it was New Year's Eve last year. It was New Year's Eve. Can you imagine? I'm if, counting it. I'm still counting okay. it. It was fun. If if you're a UT and Texas Ranger fan. And you get that feeling again January 8th. Let's just say you win Oof. Monday night and then you take on uh, Michigan or Alabama and you win that. The, the high that you're going to be on, because just replaying those Rangers moments, there's not many highs in your life as a sports fan. There's great moments and you're very excited and you're hopeful. But for me, the Mavericks winning in 11, 
and the Rangers winning, I guess, obviously, 92, 93, 95. By the time, I will say this, by the time you got to 95, if you're of my age, didn't it feel like you better win? It wasn't mm. It wasn't a joyful moment. I'm not saying it wasn't joyful, but it was like, you better win uh, because you're the best team in football and you should have won last year, but the whole Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones thing, which obviously tomorrow mm. is, a, is a big night for Jimmy. Uh, it just felt like 95 wasn't as celebrated because at that point you were such a dynasty. It was almost like you better do it. It's funny because we talked about baseball. I brought up one college football thing. Is there anything in any other sports that, that you can think of that you can remember? Because another thing I want to bring up is, again, baseball and its Rangers because you mentioned Seager. Adolis Garcia oh, with the Houston, Houston Astros. Yes, if, uh, I tell you what, if we My have God. any Grand Slam highlight, maybe not I one where, this he, ready. where he hits the ball off the wall for a single, but those were fun until you realized he's not running and that ball didn't get out of the ballpark. <laughs> when I was, I was like, I remember I saw that single and I was like, I'm taking that because he had already given you a Grand Slam. Like, and you knew that like him having that kind of emotion also yeah. fueled your team. You know what else was, was great about the Astros series is not only did you have joy that your Rangers won, you had joy that the Astros lost. There, was, there yeah. was no joy in the Diamondbacks losing. You were just celebrating your team. It was you have no hard feelings against the Diamondbacks. You're like, hey, Diamondbacks, go win 100 games next year. We don't care. But when you beat the Astros, there was double joy. There was, double, there was joy in your win, and there was joy in their loss. Oh, man. Uh, Rodrigo, let me know if you find that because you know what? I kind of do – want to see that uh i talked about shohei i talked about you know what i had i did enjoy this because i'm also I mean, uh, if kevin was here he might take joy in ending tom brady's career that was huge for him he hates you know what? tom That's brady a great point. that was really the cowboys blow out tampa and they take out you know tom brady's last game ever was losing to the cowboys that was fun i did enjoy that did did you say that you have that that clip I do have that clip. One ball, one strike. The pitch. Adoli swings and hits a high drive to deep left field. That ball is way back, and that ball is history. Adolis Garcia clears him off with a grand slam after four consecutive strikeouts. Not quite the celebration he had two days ago, but another slow jog around the bases as Adolis has broken this ball game wide open. It's 9-2. to two. I feel like I'm cheating on this segment. Just like, let's do the nostalgia of a World Series championship, right? Like, that's that's not a bad way to go. Um, well, I mean, if you are old enough, the last time you would have been able to do this was 2011. Yeah. I mean, if you think about 2023. I was in the Metroplex. When but. you say, like, what was the biggest moment in, uh, you know, your sports life this year? The last time you could say something like this was the Mavericks in 2011. Yeah. Hopefully... UT fans can say, you know, in they, 2024 like, doing this. Yeah, so. I feel like the UT fans also have another one, right? Remember when they played Alabama um, earlier this year, right? This They had the game last year where they weren't able to win it, and it felt like, okay, you're close. I feel like the game, Texas-Alabama, where they go to yeah. Ryan Denny and they win is huge because I think it established that the Sark era has gotten past those allegations of being – you know, not being gritty enough or tough enough. That felt like it was kind of a, a celebration of them being a real deal team, and ultimately it's led them to the college football playoff. I would have never guessed Sark was going to be the answer. This is no. why for AM, I have no clue, right? Like, 
I, I've already forgot the name of the new coach because I thought Jimbo Fisher was going to be the Oh, Mike answer. Elko. Yeah. A&M. And I just – and he was obviously arguably out of the last three coaches maybe the worst uh, for Jimbo Fisher. And, and he had his moment with uh, Kellen Mond. But I just – I would have never guessed Sarkeesian with all of his off-the-field problems that he was going to go to Austin and turn this – into a national championship contender. Now, it'll be very interesting, as I think a lot of UT haters will say, let's see if they can keep up this success with an SEC schedule over a Big 12 schedule. But he did it. In the last year of the Big 12, they were able to get to a Final Four situation. And I just didn't think Sark was the right guy. But shows how much I know about college football. I mean, he, he's done a good job building culture. We talked about that from the 469. Leody Tavera is robbing uh, Jordan Alvarez. Another one they bring up. Um, let me see another one here. Uh, oh, man, I had it there. From the 469, another 469. Joe Pavelski scoring four, four goals in game one of the second round of the Stars playoffs was incredible. Yeah. Especially coming off of a head injury in the first round. Well, yeah, they needed him to come back desperately. And he came back and immediately established his, uh, his, his impact. Well, and I got to go to game five where the Astros won on the Altuve home run in the ninth inning off of Jose Leclerc. Now, you could argue that's the worst moment of 2023. But I remember going home very disappointed, and I was there with my boys and my mom and dad, and we got into the car, and I told them, I said, look, I know we lost, and it hurts, and I'm hurt by it, but that might be the best baseball game I've ever been to in my life. Because you had Justin Verlander on the mound. You had the huge momentum change of the Adoles Garcia three-run homer to take the lead. You have the bean ball. You have almost a fight. You have future Hall of Famer Jose Altuve hitting a huge home run in the ninth inning. Like, I hate that the Rangers lost. But if you just look at the game overall, you could argue that that was arguably the best game in Major League Baseball in 2023. You were just on the wrong side right. of it. And I think because that game was so good and you ended up losing, there was a lot of people that were distraught. And yeah. I'm it kind of frustrated me, but ultimately the payoff came out for the yeah. Texas Rangers, your fans. And what a fun year. Like, ultimately, I think it becomes an even more fun year of sports watching because your Texas Rangers ultimately did the thing. They won the World Series championship. Man, it was a good year, Mike. It's been a good year thus far, and it's been a good show thus far. Okay. However, in the expressway, it means we got to turn it over and get you some Mike Likes It. Well, Mike likes it, and I wanted to, obviously, tomorrow night, huge game for both teams, the Cowboys and the Lions. And mm-hmm. in a way, whoever loses, you look at it and go, all right, you've set yourself into your slot. Right. If Detroit loses, they're pretty much the three seed, and That's there's right. nothing they can do about it. They're the three seed. If the Cowboys lose, there's nothing they can do about it. They're the five seed, and you sit out the Washington game, and you rest your guys. You possibly lose that game, but who cares? You're not trying. So it's a huge game, but whoever loses the next week means pretty much nothing, if I have that correct. Because if Philadelphia beats Arizona and you lose to Detroit, it's over. They won the division. You lost the division. You're the five seed. For Detroit, most likely if they lose, then you look at San Francisco and you look at Philadelphia and you look at Dallas and you say, there's nothing we can do. We are the three seed. So huge game. But I wanted to look at Reggie. Sunday. We've talked about Monday night quite a bit, and we're going to talk about Monday even more. Yeah. 
you know, later on to talk about UT and talk about Michigan and Alabama is I look at some of these games and I wonder what you think or feel like. Here's what I'm hoping Sunday our Fox game is. Remember, I'm still old school. I just get what I get and I don't throw a fit. Saints at Buccaneers. Oh, you're interested in it because the of the Bucks are favored by two and a half because if the Saints win, they have a real chance to win that division now. Yeah. If the Buccaneers win, they win the division. Right. I I just am not I have not enjoyed watching Saints football this year. Okay. And so but you're right, like the stakes I wonder how much the stakes change in. Text in eight seven seven eight eight one one oh five three. Are stakes enough to make a game good for you? Because sometimes, especially in football, sometimes they're leaning on that where the the actual gameplay isn't great, but the stakes of the game, and especially if it's a close game, will keep you interested. And that, that feels like that's, that might be a game where the stakes are making the game for you. So here's how I feel about this game. Okay. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread. I don't bet on football. You know, I bet with friends for fun, like, hey, 20 bucks. You know, we used to do it here with Kevin and Corey. But and then you bankrupted Corey. Thanks yeah. a lot. Um. <laughs> didn't bankrupt him. He just didn't. That's he, why he's not here. He's he did in not right like now. paying eighty to a hundred bucks at the end of the year. That's Is, right. Bankrupt him. I feel like the Buccaneers are going to win this game by ten or more points. I feel like the way the Bucks are playing and the way the Saints are playing. You just said you, you're not having fun watching the Saints. I'm surprised this game in Tampa Bay is only a two and a half point spread. Isn't Vegas telling you that this is like they're the exact same team? The only reason we're favoring the Buccaneers is because they're at home. Um, yeah, that's basically the takeaway if you're just working off of uh, the Vegas odds. And I know I don't feel like they're at this. I get that their record's only one game apart, and if the Saints win, they have the exact same record, eight and eight, going into the last week of the year. But I just look at right now the Buccaneers and the Saints as very different teams. I would I would have thought that this Buccaneer spread would be like five and a half. Closer to the Cowboys spread, not two and a half. Yeah, I, and I, I have to admit, like I think I said this, the Buccaneers have been a blind spot for me. I have not watched enough of their football games. Um, but I guess I keep looking at the way that Baker Mayfield is like delivered when it comes to the statistics and efficiency and those things. And it feels like he's having a good enough season where yeah. I would imagine. But I think also the Saints, the Saints should be relatively solid defensively, if I remember correctly, yeah. or maybe I'm bugging at this point. But, yeah, yeah I, I, the – the Derek Carr thing is frustrating because he's not as good as he should be, but that doesn't mean that he's bad. And yeah. so I wonder if that's also framing my perspective on it. Okay, this is – I'm not really caring about this game much, but the Falcons do have a lot to play for. They're going to Chicago. They're underdogs by three points. And I just mentioned that game. Yeah. The Falcons are hoping that the Saints win that game because if the Falcons win, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. Saints are 8-8. Eight and eight. Buccaneers are 8-8. Eight and eight. That would put that horrible division in a, in the last week, it's all up for grabs. Sure. And I don't know all the time. I'm sorry, I'm not following the NFC South tiebreaker thing. How? Why not? If they're all 8-8. Eight and eight. But, but Why not, though? But that is an important game. The next one, that is probably the game of the week. And that's a noon game. In fact, I'm surprised it didn't get bumped to like a 3 o'clock game. Is the Dolphins at the Ravens. So that's a huge – that's the one and two seater playing each other in the AFC. So I know we're concentrating a lot on Saturday night. We're concentrating a lot on New Year's Day with the uh, playoff football games. But I do think this Dolphins-Ravens game is kind of a can't miss. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's that's probably going to determine the best team in the AFC. 
And it has a lot to do with that AFC East where the Bills are trying to really Yay. figure out what they're doing there. That could really uh, change the way that the AFC playoffs go. Because, I mean, I think you, like me, believe that the Buffalo Bills, that while they started poorly, the way they're playing of late is dangerous. Yeah. If you allow them to win the AFC East, give them an opportunity to play some games at home yeah. where they have a great advantage, right? Football, in the NFL, it's kind of silly that we do this. So much of the game has, has been pushed towards throwing the football. But when in the times where it matters – Right, we're playing football games in late December, January. It's cold, and if you if you're outdoors, it's not conducive as much to throwing the football. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that's kind of that feels like it does not jive, and that's one of the places playing in Denver or not Denver, playing in Buffalo and having to throw the football outside is tough. And so that's that is an advantage if you're if they're able to get home field. What type of chance do you give Miami going to Baltimore and winning? Not a great one. Because I really love what Baltimore's doing, including, um, I was about to call him Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale's in New York now. Um, Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, has fantastic pieces on the field. You talk about folks like uh, Kyle Hamilton. You talk about Patrick Queen. You talk about Roquan Smith. Um, you know, they, the pass rushers that they have as well that are all playing. They just a uh, ton yeah. of pieces, and he's putting them in fantastic places. They have the speed. They have the toughness to be able to deal with um, that Miami offense, even though, like, great play caller in uh, Mike, Mc, Mike McDaniel. Now we get the Mike Mix that's making yeah. me – that's tripping me off. But they, the play calling is going to be great, but on, the, on that's a great matchup both ways. I, but I still think that the Baltimore Ravens is the best defense in the league, plus that offense has been really humming with Lamar Jackson. I don't know that they can be touched. When the schedule came out, everybody thought this was going to be an unbelievable game. At 325 on CBS – the Cincinnati Bengals, not led by Joe Burrow, mm. are going to Kansas City to take on the not playing mm. good at all Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So when you're, you know, when the schedule comes out and you look at big games, this one will circle and you twice. go, oh my gosh, the next to last game, because usually things aren't super wrapped up, and this could mean home field uh, in the AFC Championship game. You have Cincinnati at Kansas City. You can't get any better than that. And now you have Cincinnati at Kansas City, and I ask you this. Do you think Kansas City's going to win this game? That's such a good question because I don't know. Like, I would, our Tolo Steven is very, very uh, aggressively nodding yes. I mean, they are favored by six and a half. I will tell you right now, if I was a better, this would be one of the main plays here. I would take Cincinnati. I don't think Kansas City can score enough points to win by a touchdown. They're going to only score at most, maybe I'm wrong here, I would say at most Kansas City scores 27 points, and I don't think they get to 27 points. I think they're going to be right around 20 to 24 points, and I do think the Bengals will be able to score 17 to 24 points. So to me, I guess this is just going to be a have confidence in Patrick Mahomes can somehow work with minor league wide receivers and still win a football game, but... I do think the Bengals make this a very close game, and the Bengals have a lot to play for. They're 8-7. and seven. If the Bengals lose this game, they pretty much eliminate themselves from the playoffs. But if the Bengals win this game, then that last week of the year, if they can win, they have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm, I've been wondering, like, how has the Jake Browning experiment gone of late? Because I don't think I've kept up with it, but... The Jake Browning, he started very he started very nice early on, like in his tenure having to uh, fill in 
for uh -huh. Joe Burrow to the point where we were like, oh, that's interesting. And I haven't followed back up, but I do wonder if that's continued to be as good because he's going to need to be good. You're talking about, you know, the idea of scoring 27 points. Why are we so Well, I wouldn't that say it went well last week because they lost 34-11 to 11 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. That Pittsburgh Steelers defense is tough. Now, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense, if when, they're, when they're on their grind, they can be a really tough team. Now, that was a blowout. So it was 24 to nothing at halftime. Yeah. So sometimes stats, this is where stats lie to you. They're, they're real. But Jake Browning threw for 335 yards in that game. But when you're down 24 to 0 at halftime, yeah. the other team is just trying to make sure you don't hit 40 and 50 yard plays on them. And if you're going to score, it's going to take you six plus minutes to score. He had three interceptions and a touchdown in that game. Oh, and worth noting in that Baltimore Ravens Miami Dolphins game, Jalen Waddle is still out in this one because of the ankle. Yeah. And yeah. So. You know what? That didn't. I've seen that replay ten times. I still. I, mean, I get it, man. You get hurt. People are on your ankle. They tackle yeah. you. But I still don't see, like, the super twist or the bad look to it, but I totally get. I wonder if that's one of those, like, final straw type things where it was, like, kind of a structural integrity thing. Yeah. He was already playing through some stuff, and then it made it worse. I don't know. So, anyways, just real quick before uh, we get to Kyle Yeomans uh, to preview the Cowboys-Lions uh, game at 1 p.m. here, I look at how important these games are because – the Bills and Dolphins, I had to make sure and check this. The Dolphins are at home next week. So if, I'm, I'm with you, I think the Ravens win that game. Yeah. If the Ravens win that game and the Bills play the Patriots, so they should win that game, then you do have the matchup of Bills at Dolphins for the division title. And whoever loses has a possibility of going to the sixth seed, not even the five right. seed, because of what Cleveland has been able to do and then if all these teams win the texans go to indianapolis so one of those teams would 100 percent be eliminated from the playoffs jacksonville would go to tennessee so if jacksonville were to beat the worst team in the nfl the carolina panthers and at this point i don't even know if that's going to happen <laughs> i did, playing I know so bad, bad right i, I don't want to give excuses here trevor lawrence has dealt with concussions injuries he's playing crappy the whole team's playing crappy, but I just kind of look at certain situations this week and go, okay, what about next week? And then how about this? The Browns who can't, as far as I know, can't improve their situation. I don't think they could hold the tiebreaker. If somehow Baltimore lost out, I don't think they hold the tiebreaker, but the Browns go to Cincinnati no. to end the season. And if Cincinnati pulls off the upset and beats the Kansas City Chiefs, which I think is very doable at yeah. this point, that would be a huge game next week in the NFL. Baltimore did lose to the Browns. Okay, so maybe I don't know all the tiebreakers there. I mean, it's 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 tied. It's one one. But you know, that's where we yeah. get into. We, I mean, we went through this with the Eagles, where we started going down the down the rabbit hole of you know division record and conference record and all those things. But yeah, it gets it gets a little hairy if that lines up in a certain if way. If the Cowboys win out, I'll leave it at this. Okay. If the Cowboys win out. And you have the last week of the year, the 49ers, well, they'd have to lose out. I was looking at it because the Rams are playing well. Yeah. But if the Eagles lose at New York, I was thinking, can you get the one seed? But the Niners would have to lose both games. And you're, not, is, you're not feeling that. No. Well, what if Trent Williams isn't playing? I, I will say this. Against the Commanders, you can have a lot of people not playing <laughs> and still beat them. Debo, you want to play quarterback? We can make this go. Oh, my God. Ron Rivera. 
Don't worry about it. You don't have to worry hey, about he's him a, for very I long. I think he's a good guy. Don't know him at all. Seems like a good guy. Beat cancer. Uh, but, man, he's a bad football coach. He is now. Yeah. Well, again, he's he was probably good. not going to be a bad football the, coach The 15-1 and one year with Cam Newton. That's right. He gets credit for that. And that's all the credit I can give him as a football coach. No. I mean, thank, thanks. All right. That's Mike on. likes it. Very good. Mike likes it. Uh, every football. Day. Every day, backside of the expressway yeah. right here on KNC Masterpiece on 105 through the fan. Guys, y'all know it. Girls, children, other adults, or and children. I don't know why I said adults again. Um, we got Cowboys. We got Lions tomorrow evening. To get us ready for that in what is typically the C block, we'll talk to Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com, and we'll do it next on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.